0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Mel. He's going to be joining us, and he's actually an active listener of the podcast. And he reached out to me via email, and we had uh, a couple of nice exchanges of emails talking about things that he's learned through his journey as being a father and raising two young golfers himself. So let's welcome Mel in. And Mel, welcome to the Raising Golfers podcast. Hey, Travis, thanks for inviting me here.
1: A uh, longtime listener, huge fan of your show. Thank you very much. And I look forward to sharing a few tips uh, about golf with your listeners.
0: Oh, I'm sure you can. You know, just with the stuff that you've already sent me, like I've, it's already made me start thinking and, and, and realizing how I can be even more creative, not only just with my two young boys, but then also with me as a golf coach with some of my students. And I, I know we'll get into some of those details. But before we do, I would love to hear, you know, what your background is, you know, both you know, personally, professionally, and even just in sports, so that we can lead up to, you know, how you've gotten to where you are now with your kids in golf.
1: Yeah, that's a great place to start. So uh, I I think I should share this right up. uh, uh, You know, in the beginning, I'm not a professional golfer by any stretch. I'm not even an amateur golfer. I, I haven't been playing golf for too long. Uh, probably seven or eight years ago is when I uh, bought my first uh, set of clubs uh, when I when I had some time to kill. Cool. Um, I actually work as an engineer at Apple, and my work has nothing to do with uh, with golf. Uh, but I, you know, I do believe I'm a professional dad, and I I'm, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> That's uh, great. I have two kids: a six year old daughter, uh, Raina, and a three year old son named Devin. And I've done a pretty good job getting them interested in the game.
0: That's cool. So then. I'm curious because so you kind of dabbled into golf six, seven years ago. At what point did you think, you know, what, I'm going to start introducing this to my children? So when my daughter, Raina, was uh,
1: three, she she was at a, a preschool and that happened to be here in San Francisco, right across the street from TPC Harding Park, which is a beautiful, beautiful golf course by the lake. Yes, it is. And, you know, uh, on warm days after school, I used to uh, ask her, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to go hang out, go for a walk, go for a bike ride? And we'd, we'd sometimes end up at the golf course, you know, it's just by the trail that we used to walk and ride our bikes on. Um, and so we, we used to go sit there in the, in the clubhouse, you know, I'd get a coffee, she'd get a snack, and we just watch the ducks, watch the golfers. And, and that's really how her journey began, you know, just going out there without any expectation of playing golf. Mm. It just was a cool place to go after school. Uh, over time, she started asking me, hey, dad, you know, look at that golfer over there, you know, can I get a set of clubs? Can I hit some balls here? Uh, and that's when I, I realized, hey, you know, this could be a really cool way for me to bond with her, I can mm. bring her here, you know, not just to to get coffee, but but also to, to, you know, do some putts and uh, hit some balls. So, uh, so that's, that's how it got started. Uh, around that time uh, she was also doing ballet <laughs> and I uh, I was just looking for some something cool to bond with her over and spend time with her because you know my wife just had a uh, we just had our one year uh, our, our newborn at that time and my wife was pretty much kicking me and my daughter out of the house and saying you guys go do something fun so <laughs> we tried ballet but after a few uh, uh, classes with her you know doing a parent and daughter kind of ballet class I realized you know golf would probably be more fun for me, if not for her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. And it's interesting you say that, like that first step of just going to the golf course and watching golfers play, because, you know, one thing I've talked about, and it's something I've realized, I think just with my own oldest son, first first off, and now I see it with my youngest too, but kind of fully immersing them into something. And I think that's kind of like the first step of immersing into anything is like, hey, let's go watch this. Let's go see this. And like, so then they start thinking, oh, okay, well golf is, you know, looks like something interesting or golf is part of life or, Hey, I want to try that. And, you know, they see it time and time again and the interest level starts to come up and whether it's in person, which is probably the best place or in a book or on TV, I think those are things that you can kind of add into that immersion to get children involved into the game of golf. So I think that's really cool that you did that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, she, uh, she, she felt like going to a golf course was a, normal thing to do which isn't really normal if you think about it you know for a three-year-old to go to a golf course it's uh it's not really um uh uh, expected it's not something people expect to see there uh but for her you know she just she she became comfortable in that environment watching people with big bags walking around you know, sometimes even loud people drinking beers, you know, that we try to stay away from that kind of environment. But but she just just kind of became accustomed to seeing that kind of environment and enjoyed the experience of going
0: there after school. That's cool. So did you get her like a like a US kids club set or some kind of mini golf set or plastic clubs? Or what was the kind of the first thing you, you put in her hands?
1: So when we, when she first asked for a golf set, you know, my, uh, my first response was to do what everyone does, you know, go on Amazon type kids, golf clubs, and right. we bought the first plastic set that came up with the most reviews. It was a blue, you know, plastic set with three plastic balls. And, and that seemed fine. You know, we, we, we got that no regrets about it. The reviews were fine. I can tell you that, uh, uh they were accurate. So, so yeah, we, 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 got that. We played in the backyard. We, uh, you know, I took her to the range a few times with that set um, if few, you, you know, but that didn't last very long because it, you know, it didn't seem like she was learning much about the uh, the physics of golf from, from that set. So, so the next step was to, you know, acquire um, a real set of clubs, which we got from a neighbor. Um, and then, you know, uh, a, a, a few months later, I, you know, I, I realized that there is this uh, amazing company called us kids club, uh, us kids golf, which makes clubs that are perfectly sized for every age and when i when i realized that i was like wow this is this is cool you know this you can grow with these clubs they're you know they're not terribly expensive and the in the, in the scheme of you know golf clubs they're right. not that expensive and 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 these things uh, turn out to have great resale value mm-hmm. um, we've i think we're on a third set now is of that the right? us kids yeah yeah and, and and we've never actually lost money on them you know we've we always just upgraded to the next size and sold the the previous size on nextdoor or facebook marketplace and we've always found someone to uh, to buy them um, so That's yeah, there are uh, U.S. kids uh, clubs. U.S. kids golf clubs are a really good investment, and I highly recommend those for for growing. I kids. totally agree.
0: I'm the same way. I mean, I've I've been preaching U.S. kids golf clubs now for over 10 years, and um, I think their products have even gotten better over the years. And then they introduced just um, it must have been about four or five years ago. They introduced what's called the yard club, and it's it's a club that children can get where maybe they're not ready for an actual like iron itself but the yard yeah. club is actually a little bit lighter of a club head it's really good for hitting like foam balls or wiffle balls and you can even hit real golf balls with it as well and um you know if you know you want them to have some idea of holding the club properly it does have a molded grip whether you use it or not i don't think it matters but the weight of it is even more light than their ultralight set so yeah. like if you really want to just dabble in first as a, as a parent you could go and get the yard club first. If they think that if that starts looking like things are trending well, then you can, you know, get into the, like one of the three club or five club sets next. And then obviously as you get older and older, you can upgrade. So totally agree with you, Mel. I, I highly yeah. recommend us kids clubs.
1: Yeah. They sell, they sell really nice golf bags to go with the clubs as well.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Right. And for girls too, they also have, if they like pink, they've got pink sets too, which is cool. And I think that makes it even just more kind of fun and personal for, for uh, both the boys and the girls, which is yeah. great. So, so you got these clubs, um, you know, did you have her hitting wiffle balls, foam balls? Did you, did you start with just real golf balls? Did you start with putting or did you just let her do what seemed natural at the time? Like, let's just say when she was, I don't know, around three, four years old.
1: You know, we started with the real golf balls. I never really considered, and that probably is my lack of experience coaching golf. I, I didn't consider wiffle balls or tennis balls. And now that I, uh, observe these, uh, um, T classes and stuff i mean I, th- I think they start with tennis balls first mm-hmm. but it never it never really occurred to me i just said here here's some real golf balls let's go to the range and start hitting them right. we, we literally just get balls from the machine and start hitting them um she, she probably could have done better with uh, with the te- with hitting a tennis ball or a larger ball but it, it I, I don't think uh it, it, we were too far from uh um from hitting real golf balls so it worked out
0: right I think that's fine, you know, and if you don't have access to a driving range and you know, let's just say you've got your yard or you can go to a local park. Um, and I know that a lot of parks, say no golfing, but I don't think that includes three or four year olds. So I think they're totally fine. And, um, but you know, that oh, maybe, yeah, spot, totally. maybe you might have yeah. wiffle balls or, or foam balls or whatever, which is cool. So that's great. So then, you know, as, as far as how her swing goes, right. Cause you know, when it comes to three and four year olds, you can teach them, you can coach them. um, You know, was it a thing where she was starting to develop a swing just by seeing people or watching you hit golf balls? You know, how did the motion even begin for her?
1: Uh, So uh, I didn't uh, instruct her at all. There was zero instruction on my part, partly because I didn't really know um, what you know how to instruct her, and I I actually feel lucky that I I wasn't a very good golfer at that point, who, who knew you know the mechanics of a good swing. Uh, and the, and the grip and the, and the interlocking grip and all of those things, I just literally told her here, here's a golf club. There's all these people on the, uh, at the driving range in the stall next to you, uh, take a whack at it. And, you know, here, I'll show you how to do it. you step back. Let me, let me show you how to do it. And here, your turn. And then my turn and your turn, you know, we just used to, uh, hit balls. So, so I didn't really start focusing on, on technique until very recently, she's, she's five and a half years old now, and just like three months ago, I, you know, she started running into uh, technical problems and you know, problems with her footwork uh, and her grip and slices. And so I started slowly getting her familiar with, uh, with the right way to do it. But until now, it was just making contact.
0: I think that's awesome. And I think it's a great way because, you know, two things that's great about that. It's like, okay, here's a club, here's a bowl, now go. And then the second thing that's great about that too is like you're playing alongside her. So it's like, hey, I'll hit one. Okay, that was fun. Okay, now you hit one. And then I hit one, you hit one. And it's like interactive and it's a great way to get children, again, involved in it, immersed into it. And like golf is just this fun thing that we can do together with my my dad, right? And I think that's just a great way to get the first step going. And as the interest levels, you know, start to grow, you know, and they say, Hey, you know, I'd like to hit it better or what, you know, whatnot, then you can start, you know, introduce maybe a little bit of technique here and there. And I think the process you've taken was really good. And I think you started her on a great ground. So that's awesome. Now, I did.
1: Uh, I did talk about as, uh, you know, it wasn't really instruction, but I did point out the different terrains you're going to encounter on a golf course. So, uh, you know, the things like, uh, on a green, you're going to use a putter. You, know, you can't really use your driver on the green and you, you can't use a putter when you're when you're hitting the long shots. So, uh, I, you know, those were some pretty obvious things, but they needed to be told. Um, also, you know, uh, she loved playing the bunkers and the sand bunkers when she was little. So we'd go stand on top of uh, a sand bunker at, at the practice facility and I'd tell her, you know, when you're playing a real game of golf, which you will eventually someday, um, you're going to run into these sand bunkers and you don't, want you, you don't want to get your ball in, stuck in there. But if you do, let me show you what to do about it. You know, you got to hit it much harder. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's try to hit a ball from the one end of the bunker to the other end. Uh, if you can get it to the other side, great. You get a point. You get two points. If you get it stuck in the middle, then you're going to have to work really hard to get that ball out. So that's the kind of instruction I gave her, which was kind of fun, but not really pointing out flaws in her swing technique, which would have really taken the fun out of, uh, out of golf uh, at, a, at an early
0: stage. I think that's cool and what also you did there whether you knew it or not is like you were doing you're introducing like sensory skills as well so it's like hey let's touch the sand let's play in the sand different surfaces hey look at this long grass right or hey put your hand on the green feel the green You you can actually you know let them touch it and get their hands in dirty go in the mud whatever it might be and surprisingly like those things really help develop children and they're just their learning skills and i think Whether you knew you were doing that or not, I think it's a great tactic, especially for that age group to allow them to experience that. And of course, kids love the sand. It's like, hey, there's a beach at the golf course. This is cool. (laughs) Or I can swing a golf club and hit a ball out of it. Like, that's cool. And then it's like, oh, it makes this big cloud or like this big, you know, splash when I hit the sand. That's cool. It's like, it's awesome. You know, I think that's really cool that you're doing that. So, you know, my next question then for you, Mel, because, you know, it sounds like golf isn't something you've been doing for a long time. Um, even, you know, for ourselves, like we're still in the scheme of things, still new to this even parenting thing, right. With your oldest being five and a half, but do you have to know golf or be good at golf to, to be a good golf parent? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, Travis. And I thought
0: about this uh, a little bit, uh,
1: you know, as we were emailing back and forth, uh, so my caveat here before I give you my answer is that I'm, like you said, I'm new to this, we're both new to this and I don't have the luxury of mm-hmm. hindsight and having raised a, an older kid. So what I'll tell you from my experience is at this stage in the elementary stages, you know, when your kid is under say eight years old, uh, you don't have to be a great golfer. Uh, in fact, it's almost better if you're not a good golfer, cause then you won't be fixated on the technique and, you know, try to correct everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, 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 at this age, it's it's really about parenting, about teaching your kid patience, about teaching them uh, how not to get frustrated when things aren't going the right way, about you know just showing them um, uh, how to walk nine holes and you know all the all the little things that can happen along the way and controlling their emotions, whether they're happy emotions like seeing a squirrel and wanting to chase after it or you know those things they don't require you to be, you to be a good golfer. It's just. Mm basic, basic, uh, tech, uh, basic skills. And, and also a little bit of safety, you know, uh, getting out of the way when a friend is heading or, you know, uh, watching out for golf, uh, balls flying around. So, yeah, I mean, those things don't require you to be a good golfer. Um, at an, at a later stage, when your kid maybe is eight, 10 years old, um, it helps to be a good golfer because my ultimate goal is to play with her. And I'm guessing that by the time, if if she keeps playing the way she is right now, she'll be pretty good. She might even be better than me. Uh, almost inevitably, she'll be better than me. But it might happen earlier than I, I think it will. And I want to play with her. I don't want her to think of me as some boring guy that she, it's it's no fun or challenge to play with me. And she would rather play with, with her friends from, from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to play with her for the long term, uh, I want to get better at golf myself, and for those reasons, I'm I'm making myself better. I'm taking lessons, uh, and see. I'm I'm trying to fill the holes in my knowledge, just so uh, when the time comes, I can continue playing with her uh, as a playing partner, and also continue coaching with her, uh, coaching her not necessarily uh, uh, as a substitute for a coach, but in addition to a coach that she'll eventually need.
0: And now let's hear a message from our show sponsor. Hey guys. This last spring, I teamed up with Operation 36 here at our facility in Carlsbad, California, and it has completely changed my way of coaching and service to my customers. Operation 36 is a developmental golf program designed to take beginners from playing their first round to being able to shoot par or better for nine holes. So here's how it works. Participants attend weekly one-hour classes and work through a six-level curriculum. They then play in nine-hole events once or twice a month with a common goal to shoot 36 or better from different distances and using the Operation 36 app, coaches can plan programs, communicate with families and track students' progress. It's really really cool. If you're a parent listening, search for a program near you on their website at operation36.golf/juniors and coaches, if you'd like to start a program at your facility, go to the same website, operation36.golf/coaches. So it almost sounds like, you know, by almost luck as well the fact that you didn't have so much golf knowledge and experience coming into it, it actually kind of helped kickstart your children into golf in a more positive manner, as opposed to the other way where maybe if you had known too much, you might have jumped in with technique too early. You might have jumped in and like try to make them a a player, right? Which a player is like, you know, somebody who's hitting the ball, playing the game for a score right away. Uh, but then sometimes we can get lost in that and forget that, Actually, you know what? It is their sport. We want them to enjoy it. And so I think that's, you know, really cool. And I think it's a good message for anybody to hear is like, you don't have to know anything about golf. You really don't. And I think a big message on this podcast is that you don't have to have that much knowledge. But what we do have to do is understand the perspective that the children are coming from and here's some ideas of how to keep them in the game so that they, we can make it fun enough, long enough, so they can't get enough, which is um, a line coined by Jim Hardy from US Kids Golf, who was on the podcast. So uh, I think that's a wonderful. I think it's great. And I think some of the tactics you've shared are really cool. I'd love for you to share another tactic that you shared with me, with the listeners, about what you guys do on the golf course and talk about that a little bit because I think it's it, it's such a creative idea and um, and I'd like to hear also what your thoughts are on the benefits of it as well
1: sure so the the one I think we're talking about is my little kids scorecard yep so you know uh, like like I mentioned earlier uh, I'm a, a software developer and I, I'm a very obsessive about data I love I love looking at data looking at trends so I I, I I love keeping track of her scores. She's played about uh, seven or eight, nine whole games so far, and I've got a scorecard for every one of them. And I love watching the the numbers. Uh, you know, I I have columns for um, for drives and putts and what club she used and all this data that I love to pour over. Uh, that said, that has she has no interest in that. In fact, you know, even telling her that I'm keeping score would probably uh, make her uh, feel nervous or not enjoy the game as much as she does right now, you know, just carefree. But I wanted her to know that there is uh, something to track. And, you know, maybe let's start by tracking how much fun you're having. Mm. So I made this, uh, this kid's uh, golf card, uh, scorecard for her. It's basically a checklist with nice big fonts, you know, the, the, the items on this checklist. I'm going to read them to you. Uh, bought candy, made a new friend, uh, saw ducks. Met another kid, saw an airplane, uh, lost a ball, tried something new, rolled down a hill, uh, reached the green in three strokes or less, made a three putt. So there's a couple of golf specific things which I want her to start thinking about, you know, uh, but not really, uh, you know, uh, tell her that this, you know, that the score matters so much. And and she loves this. You know, every time you go play a nine hole game, she'll say, Dad, don't forget my scorecard." You know, let me get a marker. Let me get a pencil. That's awesome. Uh, And so she'll carry this uh uh, with her the whole time and she you know as she goes about uh, you know playing her nine holes she'll she'll check things off here she loves you know oh look at that airplane i better check this off you know look at those geese look at that um and and dad did i make a three putt yet did i lose a ball yet you know she she gets really excited about filling out the scorecard at the end of it you know she she'll go and show the scorecard to the guy you know uh where we go um to buy a snack and, and they love it too. And it's just like, wow, this kid seems like they're having, she's having so much fun. So it's it's really uh, helped her get excited about golf and have something that she can use in lieu of a scorecard.
0: That's so cool. I love everything about that. And uh, like I mentioned to you, I think I'm going to have to steal that. I'm going to start using it on my oldest for sure. And, you know, as you're saying these things, it makes me realize when I do take my oldest son out on the golf course, he actually had, and I'm I'm only going to mention this um just so you can hear the back end of the story he had a legitimate birdie okay now he has no idea what scoring is he has no concept he's only three and a half right he's got no concept for like how many hits he had but he knows that birdie is something cool because i was so excited right when it happened so every time we go out and he finishes the hole he looks at me he's like hey was that a birdie right <laughs> so it's like it doesn't matter what it is and it sounds like you know for your daughter she's like oh Uh, did I have a three putt yet? Right. Like it's just this exciting thing. Right. And they've got this little like mini goals and checklist. Now, A three putt, whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, it doesn't matter. It's just something that's exciting them. And it kind of keeps them engaged throughout the round of golf, right? And I think what you've done there is just brilliant. And I think so many people could take that away. And I think you could even scale it if you're a listener and you've got a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, and even a 10-year-old just introduced into the game. You could probably scale it in a manner so that it's not like all about score right away. And like you said, on the back end, you're keeping score. You can keep that for yourself. But on the front end, your daughter's got this completely different perspective of what going on the golf course is. And, you know, it, it it's just exciting her and making her golf experience that much more positive. So well done there, Mel.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, over time, you start removing some of those more like frivolous things and start uh, replacing them with actual golf scoring. So in the beginning, our scorecard looked a, a lot different. It didn't have anything to do with it. anything about three putts and two putts or uh, strokes and stuff. It, ha- it was literally all just like saw a squirrel, saw a gopher, you know, this stuff like that. And then over time, you know, as, as she gets more experience with playing uh, games and learning how to keep score, I'm, I'm you know, basically bricking in, bricking out um, uh, things that are golf specific. Over time, hopefully in the next couple of years, everything in the scorecard will be about golf. Uh, but we'll slowly get there. It's a process. And I don't want to move too fast where, uh, you know, she stops rolling down the hill or trying to make friends at the golf course.
0: I think it's smart. Yeah, I think it's smart, right? Because, you know, we're always kind of itching like for that next thing. You know, even I catch myself sometimes like um, as a parent, right? I'll catch myself thinking, geez, you know, yesterday we were at the range and my son was hitting the ball really well. Today he's not. And I catch myself and I haven't done it yet, fortunately. But I always just say you know, every day is different. And his experience, he doesn't even care he's hitting good or bad shots at this point. He's just having a good time. So why does it even matter, right? And so, you know, why stop the rolling down the hill? I think that, I think that's great advice. I love that. So you've got a youngest uh, son as well. H- how old is your youngest again?
1: He He's almost four. He turns four in December.
0: He's a- okay, so he's almost four, right? So now uh, at home, like what are you guys doing? Are you guys doing anything golf-related at home? Like... You know, do you watch golf on TV? Do you guys play any games, uh, indoor games? Like you know, what, what's golf like inside or at home for you guys? We we love playing golf at home. In fact, uh, you know, we have a,
1: a chipped countertop, a bunch of uh, holes in the walls and all these things my wife really gets <laughs> mad about. But I keep telling her, you know, babe, you know, one U.S. Open win will fix, will buy your new house. <laughs> so just don't worry about the dings and the countertops and the little things on the wall uh that said we do play with plastic balls you know I, I i played with real golf balls in the house and uh and and, and have some scars to prove it <laughs> uh at home it's a lot of improvising we uh you know we we use uh different things at home you know my my kid loves to uh uh you know wear his halloween costume these days he, he wears his my, my three-year-old he, he's obsessed with star wars so he'll put on his darth vader costume and he'll his his golf balls and call them little um you know, uh, death star pieces and stuff. Uh, we, my, my older one, she loves hitting water balloons in the, in the backyard. So, so, That's you cool. know, every, every couple of weeks we'll fill up water balloons and she'll practice hitting how many swings it takes to break one. Surprisingly there, those balloons are very strong. Uh, some of them you know, are. Yeah. They don't break very easily. Um, uh, besides that, you know, uh, one thing, uh, we, I enjoy doing with the kids is, uh, visiting golf stores and I make that kind of like a cool experience. You know, like when you tell a kid, hey, you guys want to go to the mall. You guys want to go get pizza. Well, one of the things I tell them is, hey, who wants to go to the golf, co- the golf store and pick out a new ball? It doesn't really cost a lot. You know, you can make a trip out of buying a, a golf ball for them. And at this age, they love going to a golf store, checking out all the cool stuff there, uh, you know, doing a little putting while you're in the store and, uh, and, and looking at all the bins and trying to find a ball that they want to take home with them. It costs you $2, but it really makes golf kind of, a um, you know, part of your rotation and part of what they consider to be a fun activity to do. Uh, and that really That's helps great. them kind of
0: be immersed into the game. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And again, um, you know, these are things I'm going to be adding to my list as a parent. And I think listeners as well are, you know, probably writing these things down as well. Cause you know, Out of relation of golf, my oldest son loves the Air and Space Museum. We live down here in San Diego County. And all he wants to do is go to the Air and Space Museum because he knows after he walks through the museum, the last thing is the store and he likes to look for airplanes, right? Now, what you're doing is essentially the exact same thing, except in relation to golf where it's like, hey, let's still get excited about golf. Hey, let's go to the golf store. Now, maybe you don't even have to buy anything every time or maybe it's just one golf ball or a sleeve of balls or whatever it may be. Um, but still, it's just part of that experience, that immersion. And it's something that excites them. Right. And I guarantee you whether your child likes airplanes, whether they like animals, at the zoo, uh, if they have some interest in golf, you can actually build up that excitement and interest around taking them to the golf shop. Right. And again, that kind of builds into that immersion. I think that's awesome. I love that, Mel. That's a that's a great idea. And it's something I have not done
1: you guys have a bunch of pga stores down there right in san diego yes uh
0: we have well we have we have a lot of golf stores there we actually don't have a superstore in san diego county the closest one i believe is um i think it's in palm springs or if not it's in uh la county but we don't have a pga store surprisingly so now you know with all of this you got you know you've got two young children starting to grow up in the game of golf you know what are some of your long-term goals for them to get out of the game of golf?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think, uh, having, um, accomplished some, uh, ability at golf, I think gives them a feeling of substance, you know, and confidence in themselves. Like they have a thing, you, you know some kids might say hey swimming is my thing and I, I think you know saying that hey golf is my thing would would, would make them feel like there is something that's uh, that they can lean on lean into um, mm-hmm. if they're if they're stressed out about their school or other sports or soccer or soccer game at school or basketball, I, I want them to feel like, you know, hey, you know, I still, I still got golf and I'm still good at that. So, so having a sense of, uh, of confidence in themselves and not feeling um, like they, like they lack a thing is, is, is pretty important to me. Um, another one obviously is just uh, making golf a family activity, something that we can do together, the four of us, my wife, my, my kids, you know, be able to go out there and for having any kind of drama at home as the kids get older, um, you know, talk it out on the golf course. I'm not sure what the drama involves, you know. Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, parents with older kids uh, know what that might feel like, but I'd love to talk about those things in, on a golf course rather than uh, in, in the front seat of our car. Mm. <laughs> um, besides that, you know, there's a... a uh, you know we live on the west coast here we make uh, trips to hawaii every couple of years you know we will we'll take trips to uh, other vacation destinations and i often feel like our our trips with the kids are mostly just time at the pool and at the beach which is fine nothing wrong with that but we when we go to such beautiful islands and places uh, like hawaii uh, it's it's great to be able to use a golf course there and kind of explore other parts of the island which we wouldn't have seen or you know just maybe driven past so, so, golf really gives us a chance to um, um, uh, to spend more time and and do other activities on vacation than than, than just sit by the pool. Um, and finally, you know, just, you know, just learning something as, as hard as golf uh, just teaches the kids uh, the value of hard work and, and 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 just realizing that you know things are hard in this world. You know, things are hard, but but if you work hard, if you work your your butt off, or if you just uh, just work on them long enough then even the things that seem really, really hard uh, are achievable. And that can really influence other areas of their lives. You know, my my daughter is learning violin as well. And man, that's, if you think golf is hard, try violin. (laughs) It's it's so hard. Um, I can't imagine. And so when she's struggling with violin, I'll tell her, hey, remember how how you know you really struggled with that slice, and all your balls were going to the right or left. You know, we we worked on that grip, and then finally, you you know, all your balls are going straight. Well, that's that's what it is. You know, with violin, you got to hold the bow in a certain way to avoid the screechy sound. And if you just work on it uh, five minutes a day, uh, you you won't be making that screeching annoying sound. Mm. So so it really helps you uh, relate success in one area with with success in other areas, whether it's music or uh, academics and uh, other other parts of life.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And it's already like to kind of teaching just at a very basic level, just, um, you know, how to, you know, have a good proper growth mindset into things. And um, I, I've seen it and maybe you have as well. I see with my oldest where it's easy for him to want to give up on a new task quickly sometimes just because it's difficult, but I think challenges are important, but then starting to have some of those conversations, you know, where it's like, you know, this is going to take time and, you know, let's, let's practice it. Let's just take some small steps. So like you said, let's just, you know, maybe try it for five minutes a day and let's just see happen. And then we'll look back a week from now. And, and those little things, you can start having those conversations, believe it or not, I think at a young age, and it's not necessarily to push them, but it's also to help them understand that this is how things work in life. And I think there's no exception to golf. That's for sure. Golf is a lifelong learning sport. And, um, it's something that all of us Anybody listening to this right now who plays golf is still working on their game, no matter how long you've been playing the game of golf and no matter where your level of game is. So I think that's awesome. So, you know, Mel, you you know, I think you've, you've done a really good job of, you know, immersing your children and raising them in the game of golf so far. If listeners want to find out more about what you are doing, is there any place where you you share anything about what you're doing with your children and where they can maybe see some of the stuff you, you guys are up to?
1: yes yes and i'm guilty of the uh of the instagram golfer uh <laughs> phenomenon so we do have an instagram for my daughter cool. it's uh, reina Go- reina golf Re- r-a-i-n-a-g-o-l-f and and you know i will tell you man it's a uh, i had to think really hard about this <laughs> my wife uh had to approve it but uh one of the paybacks of of having a kid who golfs and all the hard work you put in is the photos you get mm. it's just such an incredibly easy sport to photograph Compared to all the other sports, uh, you know, imagine trying to get a picture of your kid uh, playing basketball or soccer. You got to get really lucky But with mm-hmm. golf, you know, by definition, every every move you make is strategic and it's pre-planned and it's uh, it's, you know, pre-envisioned. So so I do take a few good videos of her and I post them on this uh, this Instagram account, which is Raina Golf. And that's the that's a public one. I have my own personal account, which is private, uh, uh, ironically enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. People can follow
0: her. And, That's and watch great. Her, watch her grow. That, awesome. That's great. I'll, I can share that into the, um, into the show notes. And I'm sure if listeners go into that, you know, beyond seeing where her skill level is at this point, which sounds like she's making some good strides. Uh, I think people will see some good ideas and just see how much fun you guys are having. And, uh, you know, the video that you sent me, of both your children, you know, was, I think it was great and it was inspirational as well, which is cool. So, um, uh, melt. Before I let you go, I got one last question for you, and I'd love for you to share this with the listeners is, you know, what are your final words of inspiration for raising golfers?
1: Sure, Travis, I'm I'm going to share a few things. I have three or four different points. Uh, Number one is what Travis has said all along is, remember, it's a really long journey, maybe 10 years longer. uh, And Progress can be very, very tiny sometimes, and over the course of you know your your ten years or so, you probably won't notice a little progress. But if you look back on a long journey, you'll you'll see that progress progress definitely happened. Uh, so so remember, it's a long journey. Um, another one is you know starting early, as as Travis has, as I have, uh, it has a lot of benefits. So if you're on the fence about teaching your kids golf at the age of three, four, I'd say go for it because you have less pressure to to make up for lost time. And it's, uh, it's just uh, you have the luxury of time and you don't feel like you're catching up with 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 anyone else. Of course, Travis says don't compare your kid to anyone else's kid. But when you start early, there's just you can have a lot more fun. And you know that there's really no, uh, no, (laughs) no time uh, that you need to catch up on. So so start early, uh, a lot of benefits there. Uh, another thing i'll add is um if you want to uh, you know if you want to teach your kids golf um i highly recommend you be uh, her coach in addition to any other professional coaches you you have because you you know the the learning to do with a coach has to be practiced you can't leave it to a weekly lesson with a coach with with the golf mm-hmm. pro you've got to go practice with them otherwise they're not going to make much progress So, so you need to be her partner his or her partner uh, to play when they're not learning from, from a real coach. Um, so, 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 so learn to, uh, learn to play golf with your kid if you're, if you're not there yet. Mm. Um, and finally, I have a couple of, uh, book recommendations. I, I think they really influenced my, uh, the way I've taught my parenting and my, my coaching. So the first one is called how to talk to kids. So they listen, it's by Adele Faber. It's not specific to golf. It's just a manual on how to raise kids and how to, how to teach them pretty much anything, how to praise them, how to, how to you know, interact with your kids. Really, really good parenting book. Uh, the second one is called uh, Peak by Anders Ericsson. It's, uh, it's about uh, how to, you know, continually practice using this, this method called deliberate practice to, to get better and better at whatever your chosen um, pursuit is. Really good book. It's not just for kids. It's also for adults to get better at your career and your goals. Uh, And the third one is called Nurtured by Love. It's by Shinichi Suzuki. Uh, He's a Japanese uh, violin teacher, uh, master of violin. It's not specifically about golf, but it's about teaching your kids, um, you know, how to raise kids who, who have that growth mindset, who are, you know, who can be taught anything with love. So really, really great book. Not specific to violin. Again, it's, it the, the the book may sound like it's about violin, but it's not. Um, it's about you know the, the lessons apply to golf as well. So so those are those are my, my my serious kind of takeaway points. My last point will probably negate everything I've told you so far, but please consider it. If you forget everything else I've told you in this episode, remember one thing: bring along a bag of M and M's. They can sometimes <laughs> solve problems that. You can't foresee. They can. They can solve an injury. They can solve exhaustion. They can solve just just change a kid's mood at the at the worst possible time. So just bring MMs.
0: That's awesome. I love that. All that advice is great, and I love the book recommendations. I've only read Peak, and the other two I need to put onto my list. And I think that's awesome. Great recommendations. I'll find links to share those in the show notes for everybody as well. Mel, what you've done so far is phenomenal. Keep it up, man. Uh, very impressive. And I look forward to following your guys' journey and hearing more about the progression of how things are going with your guys' journey through the game of golf. And uh, really appreciate you listening to the podcast, coming on and joining us today on the podcast. And, um, you know, maybe we'll get an update from you and sometime in the future of how things are going. So thanks again. Thank you, Travis.
1: It's uh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to talk to you and keep doing the great work you're doing. Thanks.
0: All right. I think there's so much to take away from that wonderful interview with Mel. If you are a parent who have young children who are trying to play the game of golf or want to play the game of golf or even have just some interest in the game of golf, I think Mel's doing some wonderful things. And you know, certainly for me, there's so many notes and things to take away from the things that he said and things that he shared with us here on this podcast. And I think you know what he mentioned, it kind of resonated with me is like if you're, if you're debating whether you should start like the time is now. And I do think there is a lot of benefits to starting a junior golfer in the game of golf at a young age, not just for performance solely, but I also think just because I think it's going to start teaching them so many different valuable things about life and so many things that they can already start taking out of the game of golf. And like Mel mentioned, as we all know, golf is not an easy sport by any means. And so if the children are going to want to improve and get better over time, it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of hard work. And I think that type of discipline Will teach them so many valuable things that they can use throughout the rest of their lives. Um, If you haven't already check out the links in the show notes, Uh, Mel shared some really, really wonderful books that I think we can all read and learn from whether you're a parent or a coach. I think there's going to be so much information and those and resources within those books that we can take away. And I think just improve what we're doing to help our junior golfers. Mel, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. Appreciate you coming on and being part of the podcast And I know everybody listening to this episode has so many great things to take away. So thanks again for coming on and thank you all listeners for tuning in.